Well, on this episode of Presbyterian and Reformed Churchmen, I have two brothers on here who have been on uh, PNR Churchmen before, Rick, Hunt, uh, Rick Hutton and Charlie Nate, both ruling elders in the PCA. This is an episode we're going to be talking about more in the PCA, which helps uh, ruling elders and, and smaller churches get to General Assembly and also host some very cool events. And so um, let me introduce you guys, or let me let you introduce yourselves. Uh, Charlie, remind us uh, where you are, what church you're in, and um, what you do. Okay. Uh, I'm a ruling elder. I'm, I'm at uh, Harvestwood Covenant here in uh, Floyd, Virginia. I am also on the temporary session at a church plant in Salem, uh, just down the road. Um, and I'm an attorney in uh, Roanoke, Virginia. Okay. Yes, attorney. I think I think there's more attorney ruling elders than, than any other uh, profession of, of REs. <laughs> we are a blessing to the PCA. <laughs> <laughs> I like how straight-faced you are in so many things. And, and you, then you crack the smile, and then we... Re- I, I, love, I love that. Yeah, uh, and, it's and, helpful in court. Yeah. So how, how far are you from... Um, Richmond and where General Assembly is. Are you as part of one of these presbyteries? Well, uh, we we are cooperating with other presbyteries uh, to help put this uh, General Assembly on, but we're a good three-hour drive uh, from Richmond. And our, okay, there are other churches that are three hours away from us uh, in our presbytery, but not in that direction. Wh- which direction are you? Uh, we are west of west. Uh, okay. Richmond. All right. Do you qualify as as Richmond north of Richmond? No, no, no we're not. west and south, and I am I'm closer to Kentucky than I am to Washington D.C. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Rick Hutton, tell us again. You were just on actually an episode because you were on the host committee for General Assembly this year. You're close by. You're part of the Presbytery, that's the James mm-hmm. River Presbytery. Uh, remind us again what church you're at, what your role is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm uh, at All Saints Reformed Presbyterian in downtown Richmond, So, uh, and I live just a few blocks from the church, so both the church and myself are uh, about three miles from the convention center, so we're one of the, not the closest church, but one of the closest churches to the convention center this summer, uh, and so, yeah, I'm serving on the host committee and then also uh on the committee putting together the first worship service. Um, and then, uh, uh, and I serve, I, my career was in IT, but then since 2016, I've been the full-time church administrator at All Saints. So, and I'm ruling elder there at All Saints. That's right. Well, okay. So you're both, you're both in Virginia, which just happens to be uh, Providence or I was going to say coincidence, but we don't, we don't believe in that. But uh, anyhow, Charlie, you are the founder of more in the PCA and uh, you're the director of it. I I assume, why don't you explain that to us a little bit, how that, what more is, how it got started. Remind us again, I know we talked about this a year ago, but as general assembly approaches, I want, I want our, our, uh, whoever's listening, but ruling elders in particular to be aware of this organization and, and uh, how they can serve the church and how we can help you. Sure. Uh, well, <clears throat> I, I became a ruling elder in uh, uh, 2016, I believe, late 2016. And I went to my first General Assembly right off the bat in 2017. And I saw that ruling elders were outnumbered by teaching elders by about four to one. Hmm. And <clears throat> I was thinking about all the reasons why um, 
I had hurdles to jump over to get uh, to General Assembly and wondering what other hurdles other ruling elders might be facing. And I and I, I work with nonprofits. My main uh, practice area is helping nonprofits comply with uh, regulatory, I'm sorry, uh, uh, fundraising regulation. <laughs> and so <clears throat> I thought that if one of the problems was money, because it's an expensive proposition to go to General Assembly, then um, you could create a nonprofit that would be able to collect money from concerned donors and then disperse it to uh, ruling elders who would need it, <clears throat> and that would address at least one of the uh, one of the hurdles that that people have to jump over to get to General Assembly. So I I just went ahead and did that uh, since it's the kind of thing I do all the time, and uh, we've been helping ruling elders ever since. Uh, we started off really small in 2018. We we just were able to help two ruling elders in 2019. Um, we helped five, and then. 2020, uh, there was no General Assembly because of COVID. Uh, but uh, with this upsurge of interest, uh, I think because of Revoice in 2021, we were able to help 49 elders. Um, and in 2022, we helped 37. In 2023, we helped uh, 40. And um, I, I think we part of our, our mission is to inspire elders to do this on their own without financial assistance and to uh, convince their churches to uh, budget some money so that the ruling elder can go um, to, to Presbyterian General Assembly. And, and we've also started doing these uh, events at General Assembly so that ruling elders can network uh, with each other and uh, be able to look forward to seeing old friends at uh, the next General Assembly so that they'll um, become familiar with the courts of the church and be more uh, willing to take on a committee assignment or be, serve on a commission. Okay, so it was born out of a heart to want to see more participation of ruling elders at General Assembly, hence the name. Uh, and w one thing that I've, I've liked that you've highlighted is like you don't want to just get people there, but you want people, do you want the ruling elders to, to be involved? And I think the last couple of years, one way you've, you've done that was try to foster some more community about round ruling elders. And I found on, in talking to different ruling elders around the denomination, like what, what often happens is teaching elders, you know, they have old seminary friends and old friends from churches and presbyteries where they may have been before. And then they transferred in. And, and the, I, I know myself, I mean, I have tons of people. It's like a homecoming when, when I go to general assembly, but ruling elders, again, we have a session of uh, 10 guys here. We can only send two, you know, so they may not have those connections. They don't have those connections. And so uh, y'all have hosted a, uh, a get together, an evening get together the last two years. How did that come about? <clears throat> well, uh, we, we started doing that in uh, St. Louis in 2021, and it was just us, um, and it, it was very low budget. Uh, there was a podcast being recorded in the corner and everything, uh, but it was a really great time, and it was something uh, where um, the ruling elders really didn't have anything else to do because there were so many other seminary and uh, other networking things for teaching elders going on. Mm. Uh, but in 2022, we partnered with the Ruling Elder Network, 
um, and uh, they helped us get the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame or College Sports Hall of Fame, and that was just a blockbuster event, and we decided to uh, kind of make that our, our thing going forward because so many relationships were, were uh, born and strengthened there, <clears throat> and and we see ruling elders, um, you know, uh, getting more involved, and that that's the that's been the goal all along. Right. And so, Rick, how did you get involved with with Charlie or with with this? I know you're you're kind of there helping uh, this year on some things. Like, how did you get involved? Uh, well, I, I you know I learned about more fairly early on in its existence because of, um, you know, the conferences that I would go to just for my own spiritual development, more would have a table there. Uh, and so I learned about them. My engagement with them really started that two years ago in Birmingham. I was at the, uh, at that reception. And then again, last year in Memphis, uh, was at the dinner and just found it extremely beneficial for myself for all those things that Charlie was, was saying. And, uh, and tried to take it to heart, uh, I, I uh, tried to put myself out there at those and go around and meet people and shake hands and uh, try to develop some relationships. So I was trying to do what Charlie was encouraging us to do. And so then when the General Assembly came to uh, Richmond, I reached out to Charlie and said, hey, let me help. You know, I can help, let me help you find a place and, and let's, let's work on this together. So you uh, reached out to him? Yes. Okay. And, uh, and so I would encourage, they still haven't, as far as I know, still haven't announced the next location, you know, where we're going in 2025 for GA. But when that's found out, if you're a ruling elder in that city, I would encourage you to do the same. Reach out to Charlie and say, how can I help? And, God, uh, yes. Yeah, we that's great. That's it. great. And so he's a ruling elder in the presbytery where GA is happening. And so he contacts you, which is kind of neat, you know, to say, hey, how can I help? And and so we understand uh, y'all are working on some kind of gathering for, for ruling elders of General Assembly. And just to tie that back in, like, it is helpful that REs go, like what, what I witnessed in the ones I was there, because I, I had to sneak in as a teaching elder um, <laughs> both years. And um, thank you for not throwing me out. But yeah, we don't need to charge you extra or nothing. I know. <laughs> so, um, hey, I'm a, I'm a friend to ruling elders, right? So, yeah. so I don't, so like I've seen REs inter interacting online, like on, you know, on, on Facebook and the RE groups or even on Twitter. And then they, they, end, your venue provides a place where they actually meet in person. So I saw for a few meetings, Oh, you're the, you know, you're so-and-so. And it does provide a little bit of that taste that the TEs have. Uh, when they go to general assembly, which makes the whole thing that much more enjoyable. Um, so that's a good thing. Yeah, it really does. It makes you want to come back. Mm. It makes you feel wanted. Like you're a part of it. You are a part of it, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? Um, so let's, um, let's talk about this year. How many scholarships do you think you're going to give out this year? Do you have any, any clue? I, I think it's probably going to be, uh, you know, in the, 40 to 50 range. Uh, I think there's a lot of need out there. Um, and, uh, people need to know about it. People, <clears throat> I, I think churches that can afford it need to start budgeting for it. And then churches that can't afford it at all need to start thinking outside the box 
contacting us and, uh, you know, getting some ruling elders um, over to General Assembly, like Harvestwood, where, where I serve right now, uh, we haven't sent anyone to General Assembly in, in decades. Um, it's been forever. And so um, it's just been outside of their, you know, realm of possibility. Uh, but now uh, more in the PCAs making it uh, more thinkable uh, for them. And people can help out by, by going to, if you're a ruling elder, start going to Presbytery, start going to General Assembly. Uh, if you need help <clears throat> financially, please file an application. But if, you, if you're not one of those people, uh, we could use money. Uh, we're we're uh, going to start our first ever fundraising drive this year. Uh, and you can help out at moreinthepca.org. Go to the apply button. I'm sorry, go to the uh, uh, donate button or the give button. And um, <clears throat> you can give uh, straight through the computer or your phone. And um, it's a, a real blessing uh, to these ruling elders. It, in normal years, <clears throat> and especially since we were able to get the ruling elder commission, uh, registration fee reduced to $300, um, it only costs about $850 to sponsor a ruling elder, uh, which is a lot <clears throat> to, to some people, especially at a, at a small rural church. Uh, but if you're at a, at a big suburban church and you want to you wanna amplify uh, the voice of your brothers and sisters, out in uh, a more rural area or or a less um, exurban area, I guess uh, that's a way you can do that. Right, and so I was yeah I was wondering that. So the ruling elder fee is is three hundred dollars now, and the way you have it set up is kind of neat, where they can click off a, an amount to donate, or you know, I'm going to pay for the registration fee for one ruling elder or the lodging for one ruling elder. So basically you're saying on average, you give out about $800 to applicants. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some people, uh, some people need help with travel expenses. Some people don't need help with lodging. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's it varies from elder to elder, but on, on average, it's about eight fifty. Uh, for us to send an, an elder to general assembly. Yeah. So he, here's an idea for churches that, uh, that do have money in the budget for general assembly. Like if you have an extra thousand dollars in there, you know, and you might want to help out more in the PCA. If you want to help other ruling elders and other churches who wouldn't otherwise be able to go if your church this year isn't sending a ruling elder and you know, that happens a number of ruling elders, obviously ruling elders have jobs. Not everybody's retired and doesn't have the freedom to flexibility to go. So many churches don't send even one ruling elder, but if you've budgeted for it, maybe you'd like to help send a ruling elder and you can give to uh, more in the PCA and they'll make sure that, um, that ruling elders are represented, which is, which is what we want. Mm -hmm. And it can only help the denomination overall. <clears throat> Uh, how, how do you answer, how do you answer critics <laughs> who said, like, I, I saw it once one prominent pastor put, put online about, you know, packing the, the, the court or something when they see more ruling elders than normal at a, at a general assembly. Well, uh, at the first general assembly, it was about a 50, 50 split. 
so uh, I, I think that's normal. Um, and if we're Presbyterian and, and we believe in the equality of elders, uh, that uh, a 50-50 split is aspirational. It's, it's something that we should work towards. And, um, you know, court packing is, you know, it's kind of a slur. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I don't, I don't as if we know how uh, people are going to vote. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, we, we talk to a lot of our elders that, that we help and, and, you know, we're, we're mostly interested in like, why isn't your church budgeted this? Uh, because, uh, you know, there are a lot of small rural churches in the PCA who just do not have the resources uh, to, to make this happen, to, to keep the, the PCA grassroots, to keep the PCA Presbyterian. Uh, and th- that's really the focus. And, you know, we're not, with, without enough ruling elders, um, unfortunately, the, the denomination can devolve into uh, a certain kind of groupthink that, that may get overly academic, that may get a little too out of touch with, you know, the real lives of, um, of the people in the pews and a little more focused on, on ivory tower concerns. And, and that's just not a great direction uh, for the PCA. Yeah, well, Dr. Robertson uh, speaks about that quite frequently. Like he, he says, you know, us TEs have no sense at all, but you ruling elders <laughs> are, have common sense and we, we need you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, when that, that tweet came out that you obviously didn't see, you're not on Twitter, whatever, about like, court packing because one year had more ruling elders than normal. It's like, no, everybody that was there was allowed to be there. And I mean, more wasn't mentioned in that, by the way, I'm just saying in general, there's, there's somebody, there, there, there seemed to be this suspicion if more ruling elders show up than, than normal, but I like your aspiration of 50%. And, you know, I think I'm sympathetic to the smaller churches that like, cause I know churches that the senior pastor or the solo pastor chooses not to go to general assembly because they don't want to spend the budget money. So how much more than, you know, you're talking about in that church, they're not going to spend the money for one person, let alone three, you know? And I think the uh, PCA AC or GA website even offers some scholarships for, I don't know if, if it's ruling elders or teaching elders, but I've seen places on there where if you're under a certain budget for your church or whatever, uh, you can do that. The, you know, the only thing I would, uh, yeah. I would add George yeah. is that I've even, I've run into churches that could afford to send their ruling elders. Um, but they don't have, uh, they don't have a line item in the budget for general assembly. Mm. They just, uh, they give the pastor his expense account big enough oh. for him to go to the general assembly. And so whenever I've seen that, I've always encouraged the pastor to work towards getting that out of his, um, you know, pull that money out of his line item for general expenses and make it a general assembly travel or general assembly expenses on its own. And then try to get it up big enough to, you know, to host the, the ruling elders as well. Um, and we have. We've had that from day one at All Saints. Uh, you know, we the, the General Assembly travel was a separate line item from the pastoral expenses. Rolling it into the pastoral expenses implies it's just the pastor's job to go. Oh, that's good. 
Yeah. So how much would you recommend churches to budget per person to send? It's really, you know, it's going to vary from year to year, depending on how close you are to the General Assembly. Like, George, you were saying you'd probably drive this year, uh, which makes it cheaper than if you got to buy three plane tickets to go to Missouri or California. Um, and so it can vary from year to year. You know, George's figure of, of 850, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Charlie's figure of 850, you know, that'll get you your room and your registration, but then you're eating out for uh, you know, for four or five days. Uh, so we usually are, are, you know, somewhere in the, uh, and then that would, would, would your 850 cover travel as well, George, or is that just room and, and registration? It usually, some people, it does cover travel and, you know, it all works. This is all an average. So some people have very few people, uh, get assistance with all three areas with yeah. lodging, registration fee, and travel. So we, we usually budget around 1500 to 2000 depending on where it's going to be that year per person. I think that's the real cost for a teaching elder, and, and with the ruling elder reduction, it's more like 1200 That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's right. So like our ticket for a TE is 525 and then we have to... We, we need, we have to have gas to get there in the past. We've rented cars and driven because there was a, you know, three of us going or something, but that's a car rental fee as opposed to a flight. And so you factor that in and then the hotel room. And, and then I'm glad you brought up the meals because the churches ought to be paying for uh, the meals. Also, you, you don't often have a choice on where and what you're going to eat because you're often find yourself in a situation where you're with a group that ends up somewhere, you know, it, 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 and you have to try to rush back to the assembly hall for the next vote. And you're, it is just what it is. And so I think the church, you know, our, our book of church order says this too, right? For the, for um, the churches to be paying for their elders to go. Does it not? Yes. Do you know where I, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can pull up. Yeah, I thought that the BCO, I heard a legend, may not be true, I don't have the citation, but I thought the BCO provided that the presbyteries pay for the TEs to go, and so the churches could pay for the REs to go. Yeah, well, I think I think if you, when you find it, George, it's going to say that the, the sending court is supposed to pay. It doesn't, it's not as specific as what you just said, Charlie, but it's the sending court that's supposed to pay, which would logically lead to your thing, Charlie. Yes, that the presbytery is the sending court if that's where their membership is. Right. Well, that that's fascinating just because now we're on a total tangent, but I know of a, <laughs> I know of a, of a clerk of presbytery who's a friend of mine who's a seminary professor, so he doesn't have a call at a church. And he's not going, he didn't bring up the money situation, but I'm sure that's part of it. He doesn't, he's not, the seminary's not going to pay for him, but I said, well, you need to have the presbytery pay for you. You're You're the clerk of the presbytery. You ought to be at general assembly. All right. So you said 10, six, uh, the expenses yes. of ministers and ruling elders, Charlie, where'd you go? And ruling elders <laughs> and their attendance on the court shall be defrayed by the bodies, which they re- re- respectively represent. Charlie, you're back. You see that? The ex- ten I six. do. Ten six. Put that on your website. That's right. The expenses of ministers and ruling elders in their attendance on the court shall be defrayed by the bodies which they rep- re- respectively represent. And so 
yeah, let's. I, there's Rick, the administrator, telling us to make sure we're budgeting for it and not simply under a pastor's line item, but maybe under a session line item. And that way, look, once it's in your budget, you you expect it to be there. And for those of you that do have it budgeted, if you don't anticipate spending all the money in there because this year it's within driving distance or whatever reason, you know, let's uh, maybe you can consider helping out. Uh, sister church in the, in the PCA for to, to send sure. some brothers. And I, I will note that uh, the word shall is used and that suggests the imperative. There's the lawyer in you. So I had the administrator tell us how to budget for it. And I have the lawyer there telling us the legal way to read this. <laughs> and so let's, uh, yes. <laughs> Take it to heart. Live it, learn it, love it. There you go. Well, I we we have had. I don't know if it's going to come out in the final editing version of this because we've had tons of technical difficulties. Uh, but we are all here, and so what are some things you're looking forward to to this general assembly? Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, the uh, 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 just you know, kind of reiterating the the more thing. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again. You know, I've been around long enough now that. You know, I have friends, uh, uh, you know, uh, as you know, we've we've run an internship program out of the church. And so we've sent pastors all across the country and I get to see these guys that were my interns. And uh, I know last year, I think um, a second prez out of Greenville is, you know, similar. And they had a like an intern reunion dinner where they had like 40 people or something. Uh, so I look forward to the day when little all saints can do that sort of thing. That is awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good word. But you, Charlie, what are you looking forward to for this GA? Well, I, I'm look, like Rick looking forward to, you know, seeing friends and serving on committees, but I, I feel like there's been a grassroots resurgence in the PCA and through this time, especially over the last three years, we've uh, repopulated a lot of the committees and we're changing the direction of the denomination. And it's, I think it's heading in a more biblical direction, uh, which is to me, the whole point of being in the PCA. I, having come out of the PCUSA, uh, I, there's a whole lot of reasons why we want to be in the PCA and, and uh, stick with the Bible and the BCO. And, uh, this would be another year to uh, to build the health and the, the healthy immune system of the denomination by making sure we've got uh, solid, um, solid Bible minded men in our committees. Well, that's a good word. And I think that's what one important thing is it could be perceived that there's no current crisis or controversy in the PCA. And so maybe this is a GA to miss. And, um, you know, we, we want to just encourage us not to view it that way. Uh, there, there actually is a number of interesting overtures on there. They're, they're not all like these flashy overtures like in the past, but they're, they're, they're ones that you're going to feel pain from if they go the wrong way, uh, yeah. you know, down the road. And so I think the key to not getting into uh, situations where there is controversy and crisis is to be involved all the time. In, be involved in peacetime. And, um, and so I just, and, and this, uh, I'm excited about, uh, this Presbytery meeting because, well, I learned that there's whitewater kayaking right down below the, the site <laughs> and I will be on the river 
Rick, you talk. <laughs> okay. I mean, the James River, I mean, I've never been to this area. I've never, uh, so I'm excited to, you know, be in Richmond and uh, I'm excited to be with y'all. And I appreciate Rick, all the work your committee is doing. And um, yeah. So any, any, uh, any final thoughts? I look forward to seeing everyone in Richmond. It's going to be a good time. I think there's a lot to celebrate, uh, but there's also a lot to prepare for. And uh, we need to remain eternally vigilant. Praise God. And this is part of our calling, whether we're ruling elders or teaching elders, this is being at General Assembly is a part of our calling uh, to the church. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good word. Good word. And so I think we said what what needs to be said. We will look forward to hearing about the more event at uh, at GA as that develops. That's always a, a highlight. Um, and hopefully I earned my ticket. Uh, I, I usually bring like a bunch, like five REs with me. So that that should uh, that should help. That's me. always a huge plus. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like to to the event, you know, uh, Rick, how many REs do you does your church get your larger than us you get no 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 we're we're small um uh, we're smaller than you uh we we have a big footprint but uh we are only about 120 communicants okay wow you so. punch a lot higher than your weight i i mean yes yes right we are going to uh to have you on again to talk about your intern program i mean that's that's even more encouraging to me rick that um that y'all do all that you're able to do um, so praise, praise God for that. I appreciate you both. It's, it's, I've enjoyed getting to be friends with you. I look forward to seeing you, uh, in Richmond in June. God bless guys. Yeah. Thanks so much.